0: Okay so on this week's podcast we're gonna talk about education, uh, willpower, habits, um, personal finance. And we're also going to talk about content creation, inspiration
1: and a bit of politics as well. That's it. I hope you like it. You're listening to the Insert Creative
0: Name podcast. We named it like that because we couldn't have a better idea.
1: Because, for example, I am a layperson about f- cameras. I know nothing about them. How you, you? I'm certain you know a lot more. How
0: do you know those things? Um, I just searched up the web, watched some tutorials, and that's how I got here. And then just practice and practice it. And that's it. It's uh, it's fascinating how nowadays you can learn so much
1: on the internet, right? From videos and the, from yeah. courses. You know but uh, there's some things you no longer need to go to school for other than the recognition you know you yeah yeah yeah. just making sure it's easier to get a job it's it's pretty hard to get a job based on
0: what's your education i learned it on youtube (laughs) but uh, other than no but you can show your portfolio you can show experience working with other companies or people i don't know a freelance job for
1: example shows your cv yeah. but uh, I do, uh there are some things i do still value in school for example uh, if i read a book a uh, not one of the books that are uh, not a non-fiction book but for example if you if we were to read a uh, we're going to read it now in school Portuguese. and the amount of analysis that we that the teacher manages to uh show us, I wouldn't have it reading it by myself. Yeah, yeah. it so totally different... makes sense. For example, you mentioned you were reading School of Mice and Men by Steinbeck. Do you yeah. think you would be able to interpret the book that way if not having those classes? Uh, no way, no yeah, way. Yeah, it's totally different. But uh maths, for example, it's a pretty non-binary thing, it's this or that, but uh, some concepts are made way easier by a teacher to understand at least what yes, i think for sure
0: yeah and i and i noticed the difference because i was in the u.s and i had good teachers there but here i'm i'm like in a private school and it's way better it's way easier to understand uh, and it's not a language barrier because uh, by now my english is i mean it's pretty good yeah, yeah. i mean it's not because of the language it's the teacher and it does make a difference it's not that you can't make it without a good teacher like if you if you work hard and like try to understand everything you can you're able to understand it but with a good teacher things are easier yeah yeah
1: it's It's certainly easier to uh, comprehend certain certain concepts because uh, I, I didn't understand and grasp that uh, Santa Cruz has a lot of excellent teachers, especially in uh, high school.
0: Yeah, we have excellent teachers there in Santa Cruz, for sure.
1: I noticed it uh, when I was living in Mexico, that the, the students... Uh, uh, comp- it's hard to compare because w- while I was studying there, I had the... Uh, it's basically <coughs> elementary school, yeah, I, I left when we were entering middle school. So I had elementary school and during that period, I'm not sure if it's, no, it's in the rest of the world, but at least in Mexico slash American schools in Brazil. In elementary, you only have one teacher. And it's basically like, a, yeah. or it's what would be Marcia in fifth grade, remember? Yes, yes. So uh, I only had one teacher, so I couldn't compare them a lot, but uh, the teachers I had were good. But uh, once you, you, you return, to suddenly you realize that the teachers are better even if uh, they're just uh, not significant significantly better that little difference makes it makes it easier to learn so how was your experience in the u.s like from the
0: first day to the last day um in, in terms of what like learning the language um, yeah you can start with that. Learning, the language. learning the language okay so i got there i had a pretty fine English, I mean, I could communicate, I could understand basically everything, but I mean, the pronunciation wasn't very good, and I mean, I was missing some vocabulary as well. For learning at school, it, it was fine, because I could understand basically everything everything they would say, so I mean, I was fine, and then, I mean, my English start, started getting really good after I started making videos in English. That made a huge difference because because I could listen to myself speak in English while I was editing a video and then I was like, oh, I made that mistake! <laughs> and then I wouldn't make that mistake again because I noticed uh, over and over when I was editing the video and that's how my English got much better. Yeah, yeah. I realized that, uh, I'll be honest with you, when you started making videos in
1: English, in the beginning there were some mistakes that I could easily... Uh, easily... I could easily infer that the, there were mistakes that you were you were noticing, but afterwards, after sometimes that uh, you made a mistake, the next video you wouldn't make the same mistake. Yeah, and the, your pronunciation would get better. It would see, it's say it was really interesting to see that uh, to see your path in making your English better because it's all recorded, it's all saved, so you can see like day to day. Yeah, that's the that's
0: the magic of YouTube, because you know. I've been like vlogging for a, a year now, and every time I like watch a video, I get emotional because like it's a memory of my life, and it's like so good, and and that's also why I teach those things because I want people to have the same experience, watching their videos from the past and and being happy to remember uh, how the day felt like and what they were thinking about that day and like it's the best. It's the
1: I normally have nost nostalgi- nostalgic <laughs> memories, and uh, I only have them as memories, and you have them as videos. That's really special. yeah, yeah. It was sure. really nice. <laughs> uh, for example, your vlogs in the U.S. They must be amazing to look back and see. Wow, I was here. I experienced that, and uh, maybe it makes you miss those times. But
0: uh, yeah, it? yeah, it it does a lot. Uh, there's one video that I made that I like. I almost cry every time I watch it. It's like, I mean, I love living in the US. It was a great experience. And like, but at the same time, I mean, the best part of, about it is like remembering what I was thinking about when I made the video and what my thoughts were and, and what, I, what was going on in my life when I made the video, especially with podcasts. Cause when I started podcasting, I gave some advices that I don't necessarily agree, right now. <laughs> Do you remember anyone, any ad the that... Uh, uh, I said like every time I was unproductive, I felt like shit. And I <laughs> and I was like, no, you can't rest. You, you got to work 16 hours a day. <laughs> and like right now I know that, um, at least for me, my opinion is that if you rest, rest is productive. Because when you're working, you're better off because because you're not as tired from working, if that makes sense. I mean, I changed a lot from the first time uh, I recorded a, an episode. So it's always good to look back and see what my thoughts were. Yeah, I, re- I remember your videos and
1: talking to you at that time that uh, you were extremely efficiency, productive, I must do this. And uh, I remember that uh, I had the same feelings. I still do sometimes, um, where I turn I turn on my gaming console or turn on my phone to watch YouTube, to scroll Instagram, and I feel like shit because I think, oh, I could be reading a book. Wow, yeah. I could be doing homework. And no- nowadays I normally leave my phone for after uh, doing homework, so I don't get caught up in that. But uh, I do feel like fuck. I'm, I'm wasting my time because in the few, I, I probably won't remember what I saw. Yeah, I could be happier doing something else. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to minimize that. But uh, on the other hand, doing the complete opposite, which is only work, uh, I do find that uh, after some time, after some uh, weeks or even months, you get so burned out you can't do anything. You just yeah.
0: You thinking? Yeah, I once read uh, in the Power of Habit. You read the yeah, book I as well. Yeah, I finished it. Um, that willpower, I think it was on power of habit. Yeah, it's like willpower a muscle. Willpower is like a muscle, yeah. 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 So once you uh, exercise willpower, you start in- increasing the amount of willpower that you have and you you get burned out after a that couple of times. You do something that re- requires effort. It's not necessarily you don't like doing it. I mean, I love making videos, I love editing videos, I love reading, but they require effort yeah, you know? yeah yeah, it's
1: not something you can just yeah back and
0: yeah for sure
1: I think in the book we're getting a bit off topic here but it mentioned that uh, there was this exercise there's a study that they did with uh, I think university students and uh, they did two groups one of them had cookies in front of them and they could be they were allowed to eat those cookies and the other one the other group wasn't allowed and the, afterwards they did an, a uh, it was basically a,
0: a puzzle. It yeah, was a puzzle, puzzle game, which yeah. was impossible. I, impossible I to solve. But the the students who ate the cookie had they kept a, more had more like an easier time
1: trying out yeah, trying yeah. the game. Yeah, and the ones that had to use their willpower to not eat, the, eat those cookies gave up way, ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like a, a matter of ten minutes, eight minutes. The difference within the medium amount of time spent in that puzzle. So yeah, it's a muscle. And you do get burned out after using it a lot. So I found out, uh, I'm trying to still find a balance, but uh, I do drive a lot, not drive, but uh, enter Ubers, Ubers and cars. But uh, while I'm waiting for to arrive at my destination, I normally bring my Kindle and start reading it because yeah. I think that... Uh, I could be, use, I could be uh, uh, scrolling Instagram but I'll probably use my data plan and I'm, I don't like to use it that much although I have like uh, two gigabytes but uh, it's not gonna be productive and I can read because I can't watch a YouTube video that spends way too much data so I go ahead and watch it
0: and read a book. Yeah, that's much better, um, I mean, um, what, what makes you unproductive? Unproductive unproductive. productive about uh, scrolling Instagram and scrolling Twitter Um, Is that you do it a couple times? uh, Or during the day throughout the day and if you did it just once for like 30 minutes It would be much more productive because you're not like stopping what you're doing and then going to Instagram and then Going going back back to what you were doing. Yeah so uh, Uh, I don't remember it
1: correctly, but uh, I do remember that... uh, I don't remember, but I do remember. (laughs) I I do recall that it's basically this, that that once you lose your concentration, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes to gain it back to the utmost amount of concentration. It's You know flow? Flow, yeah. It's uh, not necessarily that, but in the moment where you're doing something and you don't even realize what's around you, you're so concentrated. Once you lose that concentration, it takes 20 to 15 minutes to return to that level of concentration in which you just do the work and uh, you don't even realize that uh, your p- uh, things are happening around you. Yeah. So, it's, uh, for example, to receive a notification on your phone and you go ahead and look at it and scroll f- for five minutes, you've lost... 5 minutes plus 10 to 15 minutes going back to that level of concentrations. So, uh, I think, I do think it's better to save a window of time in your day. For example, I will do homework from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock and then I have my other chores, my other activities, and then I have uh, one hour, one hour and a half to do
0: whatever I want. It's a a balance, yeah? Yeah, yeah. it's good to set times for the things you're doing Because if you say like Oh, I have all my afternoon to do this You can spend the whole afternoon On just one task That could have been done in yeah. just one hour If you set If you had set one hour for that specific task
1: Yes, uh, my, mother's has the, my mother has the same I don't know if I will be able to translate it But it's uh, The more you do The more time you have because, uh, for example, let's say, w- w- the, the case you mentioned, you have three tasks for an entire afternoon. However, uh, you do them and you spend the entire afternoon doing them. But uh, if you have two three tasks for the entire afternoon, but you only have two hours because, you know, you have practice, for uh, you have to play an instrument, you have a another course afterwards, and you have small intervals of like 30 minutes, one hour, and in total you have way less... Uh, Time that you had in the first scenario you managed to do more because at least for me I sit down and say I have 30 minutes to do this I'm gonna get it done yeah, yeah. and then you go and do it and then you go and do something else so that's why I like to keep my uh, my schedule always filled with things yeah because I can do a lot of things uh, it's kind of counterintuitive the more things you have the more time you have yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird to think it but uh, for example last semester I was having uh, I was actually practicing f- four times a week, uh, a week, yeah. I managed to do a lot of homework. I normally arrived at the after school, one o'clock in my house, and then I ate uh, lunch, and then I was leaving my home at about two, two thirty o'clock, and returning only seven o'clock. So it was because you had to take into account that it's like 30 minutes to go or to Pinheiros, and then 30 minutes to come back, and then there's like two, three hours of practice. But uh, once I arrived home at 7 o'clock, I was like exhausted, but I did manage to do most of my tasks in, the, in that time between 1.30 1 o'clock and 2.30 o'clock. So that when I arrived, I only had to take a shower and do some homework. And yeah. I, for example, there's, uh, now uh, these, uh, this first week, I had like the entire afternoon for myself and I didn't manage to do uh, hardly half of what I was doing in those field days with activities. Yeah, field days. So. Yeah,
0: it's weird to think about it. It's, it's counterintuitive, as yeah. you said, but it makes sense So uh, I was practicing like I mentioned four times a week and now I have
1: Volleyball, yeah, but now I only do it one time a week because I wanted to do other things and yeah sure. it's, it's uh, I only have this because in the future I'll work and I say ah, I want to do something I can not I'm working so uh, I've started to do other things but in those other things i've all uh, I've, uh, I've, I've tried i'm trying yet, to fit a lot of things in the schedule so it, it's the same effect less time but more time for example uh reading books there's this guy on youtube i think his name is john fish he's a uh, computer science his channel is not that popular i think it compared to other China's not that popular, but it's really popular if you think about it. Seventy thousand subscribers, about a one hundred k, if I do recall. That's pretty good. And he's uh, a uh, his videos about are about uh, he's a Harvard computer science student, and uh, it's his videos. He he mentions his life trage- tra- trage- <laughs> <laughs> trajectory trajectory, yeah. And uh, he talks about this challenge, he did 52 books in a year, it's basically one book per week, it's a lot, yeah? Yeah. And uh, he mentioned that uh, in the the middle of the year, 26 books, 26 weeks, and he said those weeks were the most uh, productive weeks of his life. He said that he, he managed to find time where he didn't think he would have to read those books because it was a challenge, yeah. It was challenging to find time to read, a, uh, and it, it weren't small books, it was 200 to 300 pages book, Yeah, three hundred page books. And uh, uh, I, I wanted to do something like that, but I know I don't have enough willpower, so I decided to take an incremental step to doing that, so basically a book a month, which is basically four times less what he was doing, but still it's something. And yeah. uh, by now, uh, yeah, I saw the video I think in April and May, and uh, June I read a book, July I read two books, and August I finished The Power of Habit. So I'm trying to, uh, I'll start reading another book this month, The Great Gatsby, but I think it'll take more time. Although it's a smaller book, there's. it's, not non-fic- it's a fiction book, so there's this interpretation you need to have. But uh, I'll try to read a book uh, a month. Yeah. yeah, it's a challenge I'm doing to myself.
0: Yeah, I mean... I- with reading, I find that there's some like months or like weeks that I'm totally into reading and like reading every day, like an hour. And there are some days that I like read, like there are some weeks or like months that I'm reading like, like one page or like 10 minutes per day. And it's like, it changes a lot. Sometimes I just feel like reading all the time and sometimes I don't. Uh, I mean, I first got into like reading actually reading in March this year because like in February I read zero books and then in March I read like four.
1: <laughs> You're keeping up the challenge, <laughs> a book a week.
0: <laughs> and I... Uh, yeah and then yeah probably but then like during my vacations that I was traveling to Europe I read like two books a month and yeah. That's pretty good still. Yeah, no. Because, uh, continue, sorry. Yeah, uh, because, like, in Paris, I had French courses. I had a French course there. So, like, every time I would ride the metro, I was, like, reading or, like, sometimes listening to a podcast or something. But most of the times I was reading. It was actually the power of habit that I was reading (laughs) at that time. So, yeah, I mean, that's how I managed. Managed. I
1: completely identify with you when you mentioned that sometimes you have this. You have this, uh, I don't know, it, it basically goes automatic to read books, and, and you go and you read like 50 pages a day, and 60, 70, if you don't have no you've had no homework, like 100 pages a day, it just flies yeah. by, and then some days you're just dragging your eyes, reading, reading, reading it's really hard, and uh, I found that some books are easier to read, uh, it, it, I think it depends on how the author writes it, but some books you just roll off, <laughs> roll off your eyes <laughs> yeah and, and it's and it,
0: yeah and it depends a lot on how you like the book and how you like mm-hmm. the subject and how you find uh, application to your life from yeah, the yeah. subject so i mean i read a I read a book i just finished it it's called the total money makeover and it talks about personal finance and i mean i couldn't stop reading the book like the first um uh, the first um third of the book I read in a week in a week and then yeah. and then it's fast too yeah yeah but then uh, over the next three days I read the rest of the book <laughs> the last two thirds <laughs> congrats
1: yeah <laughs> you increased your productivity a lot yeah, uh, yeah uh, talking about personal personal finance I know we're straying off topic but I think it's better yeah yeah, you yeah, just, yeah. we go to one topic and another this uh, is a let, let topic, me see how much time
0: uh, 23 minutes let's go up to an hour Yeah, let's yeah. get some more coffee <laughs> yeah sure. i mean who you you talking about a personal finance
1: it's yeah. a topic that i really enjoy yeah, okay. tell me when. it's good i really enjoy the topic it's uh something i personally think i want to work with finance in the future but uh i do find it's kind of hard to apply it to my life because i don't make my own money so that's that's yeah. it but uh I do. F- I found some uh, things in which I can apply those lessons I've learned. For example, investing. Uh, I received some money from my grandma, and uh, I'm investing it currently, but not at not in the level in uh, professional level. Like I search the stocks. It's basically like uh, investment funds and uh, government bonds and indexes. It's it's uh, there's this application called uh, UB, which finds investments for you and it tells you how much. It's based on the CDI, how much in the uh, per year based on inflation and uh, I know the topic of personal finance it's waste it's, it's, it, it, it talks about a micro perspective like your own life and not as much as investing in certain things and stocks and options yeah. but uh, after some time I got burned out and uh, I said father can you keep it with you and uh, now it's making a steady return it's not it's not like uh, wow but uh, by the time I start working, it will make a difference.
0: Yeah, I should have done that because, you know, all the money that I received uh, over the last year, I spent on gear. Even though I, I have a lot of debt with my dad because, like, um, he, he was the one who bought my camera. I think I've never said that in camera. Um, <laughs> Revelations! <laughs> he was the one who bought my camera and my first two lenses for that new camera. And I said like, oh no, I'm gonna pay you the money, and I'm still I'm still gonna pay him. But I mean, I have a lot of debt with him, and all the money that I received, I started buying new gear and new gear and new gear, and I wasn't paying him back. And now I'm like focusing on on paying that debt with him, and and yeah, and then after I then after I'm done with the debt, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna start investing. It's like if I had invested that money, not even paid the debt, but all the a lot of things that I bought over the last year for like making videos, I don't use anymore. A lot of the things I sold for way less than I bought them in the U.S. before moving to Brazil, because it just didn't make sense to bring those things to Brazil. Because you know, uh, we didn't have a lot of a lot of space to bring stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, I sold a lot of stuff for way less than I bought and a lot of stuff is like I just don't use at all. Um, And if I had invested that money or like used it to pay the debt with my dad, it would be way better. But now I'm selling my lens on like, it's a website called Mercado Livre here in Brazil. And I'm selling it used for the price that I got it uh, new in the US (laughs) (laughs) because here in Brazil it's way more expensive so and with that i'll be able to pay like one third or one fourth of the debt that i have with my dad yeah and then i have and then like i got some gigs right now uh, photo and video gigs um God! Okay, i didn't know that but yeah continue yeah i mean <laughs> family gigs but i mean and uh, then i'm gonna use that to pay my dad as well and yeah but uh, what i found out that uh
1: there's a lot of videos in the internet about investing habits, and it's interesting. The battery died. I mean, at least I got seven. I mean, it's fine. But there's a lot of videos on the internet about investing, and all of them, what I've noticed, is start now. Because there's this thing called a compound interest, and uh, if you start investing, at least... Uh, when you it normally says when you're 30 when you're 20 and we realize that we're 15 years old and yeah, yeah we, we get like a 15 year head start a 10 year head start and uh, Those 10 years they may be may seem to be Inconsequential, but they are really 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 important because yeah. compound interest and all that and uh, even if you're not getting a investment that that's bringing you 8 10 percent per year even if you get 5 percent above inflation it's a lot because 5% and then the next year 5% and then the next year 5% and you once you sum all those 10 years we have in relation to other other uh, per, other people that are trying to invest in their 20s and their 30s that makes a lot of difference. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there's this book uh, I haven't read it but uh, I've heard that it's really good. It's Rich Dad Poor Dad you know Oh that? yeah, I heard about it for sure. But uh, it's about passive income and how you can uh, the guy that uh, there's these two dads uh, i've heard uh, the gist of the book that this dad which uh, works like way less than the other dad and the one that works less is richer and uh, it basically teaches you about the power of compound interest the power of uh, uh in passive income which is basically investments and uh, investments in general the broad term but yeah Uh, it's nice to have some income coming in although I'm not collecting it right now I do have this agreement with my dad as soon as I leave home to university or to work I'll get that money plus all the interest from now to 2018 years
0: old yeah that totally makes sense and like um, one of the concepts that uh, Dave Dave Ramsey talks about on his book uh, the total money makeover which is the one that I read is um, live like no one else and then later on you can live like no one else so it's like basically investing on the long term and not buying those things you want because like people um, what is it called I forgot uh, uh, leasing people do leasing of like yeah, cars it's and ridiculous man. yeah and it doesn't make sense because you because like if it's zero percent on top of it actually if you if you pay like a car with 0% interest on it and you take three years to pay the car, in three years the car is like worth uh, like 50% less what it yeah. was worth three 30. years ago. Yeah. And like if you don't have the money to buy something. Don't buy it. Don't buy it now. <laughs> like uh, like save for it. Yeah. yeah. You can buy it for much uh, less than you would have bought it before.
1: Yeah. You mentioned the personal finance. I got to- off topic, but... Personal finance, as far as I what I think about, it's basically those small decisions in life about finance that in uh, adding them up, they make a lot of difference. For example, not buying a certain thing that you, you don't need, but you want to buy. Uh, that's not necessary. Not, not buying ch- uh, expensive things. Maybe searching for a cheaper option. Maybe used, and brand, semi-new, not necessarily new things. Saving those... I'm going to talk in dollars, but yeah, it's like saving those ten dollars you would by buying something way, exp- way uh, by buying something cheaper. For example, instead of buying lunch at the cafeteria, bringing something from home. Because yeah, because it's it's ridiculous how much they charge you. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, those small things they do add up, and in the end, for example, you you may say, ah, yeah, it's nothing. It's five dollars, ten reais, not that much. But if you add up thirty days in a week, that's basically let's say ten highs. You can you can save three hundred highs in a month, and for us, it's not uh, it's not that clear because we don't make our own money, we don't pay our, our own bills. But uh, if you do, if you do realize how much you spend on unnecessary things, you can just cut those things out. And in the future, if you add up three hundred highs per month, let's say you have ten years doing that you probably save more salary. Yeah. you can make a you can make a uh, basically one sa- one month salary two month uh, to a uh, year salary two years salary just by saving it's ridiculous uh, the other day there's this kid there's these uh kids adolescents teens in our year that buy those expensive uh, wear uh, clothes it's shoes belts asses. Uh, it's basically everything related to fashion, you know, Supreme, all yeah. those bad rents. It's ridiculous how much they spend, mm-hmm. the money they spend. And it's, uh, for example, I could buy those things, but I'll never buy them. Because I understand, that pain, there's these Yeezys, you know? Yeah. It's ridiculous, it's $300 a pair of shoes and <laughs> they lose so much value that you just buy them for the clout in order to be recognized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave
0: Ramsey talks about it. It's he says like you buy things you don't want to impress the people you yeah. don't like. <laughs> it's that it's and the the small things they do add up. For yeah, he also talks about like um, the difference between being good and looking good. Looking good you have all those things but you're broke and then uh, being good is like um, not having debt and being good financially but not having those things because they don't really um, help you i mean they don't make you happier i i've come to realize that over like the last months um that material possessions they don't make you you happier Uh, and i thought they they did
1: yeah it's, it's really easy to think that buying more will make you happier because if you look at advertising it's it's gonna be it's gonna sound a little bit commie socialist, but yeah. <laughs> capitalist <laughs> uh, society. Capitalism makes you want to buy more things, and uh, I'm not saying capitalism is bad. Capitalism is bad. It's pretty much you not know, the best thing. The best way, yeah, but uh, there's there's a lot of things that can be improved, and I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get all political here, but they may, may make you think that buying things will make you happier, but it's not true. It's not. It's not necessarily the case. There's this study, There's this uh, famous study that shows that once you have enough uh, monthly income, adding more won't make you happier. It's uh, I think thirty or twenty thousand uh, dollars. I think it's yeah, sorry, per month. After you have that, making more money won't necessarily make you happier, because once you may. Uh, I'll send you later to study, but it's, it's really interesting because if you think about it, you normally think more money, more happiness, but, uh, some cases it's true, but not necessarily that. I think that uh, what's more important are experiences, not money.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say it's happiness. I, I would say it's, um, you're more like you're comfortable with money. Mm-hmm. You, you get those things that people don't have, uh, that makes your life more comfortable, but not necessarily happier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, there's this, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. there's
1: this book that I read, it's uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> and it says that uh, life is basically problems, there's no way you can't have problems, but once you're richer, you can have better problems. He's, he he makes a funny comparison. A hobo in the street has money problems, he needs he, he, he needs money to buy food. Warren Buffett also has money problems, but Warren Buffett's problems are way way better. So the key to life is having better problems. We all we we will always have problems. For example, let's say you have a billion dollars. You will, you will still have money problems. You want to make more money, you want to have good investments, you want to make sure your 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 family lives well and doesn't squander the money. And if you make 10 you have a 1000 dollars, you still have money problems. You will always have you, you will you will always have problems, but the key is to have better problems, better problems. Yeah, that makes sense. The uh, going back to the topic, for example, uh, I'll admit it. I like being thrifty. I don't like spending money. This jacket I bought it in twenty sixteen. I still use it. There's no. You can't. You you wouldn't notice it. It's kind of old. If I didn't mention it to you, like two years. It's kind of impressive. This is from my brother. I don't like spending money. I'll say it. Uh, I have a credit card for my. My father gave me one, and my brother one as well. I have a certain limit and I don't even spend it near that limit because I don't feel comfortable spending not my own money yeah. I don't feel comfortable spending with useless things of course when I go out to spend it But I've realized that going out it's kind of expensive.
0: Yeah, it is. It's much better like buying <laughs> food and eating at home Yeah, yeah,
1: I went out yesterday with my grof- girlfriend. I spent about 80 highs, which is more or less thirty dollars 40, yeah, uh, thirty dollars yeah, it's less, yeah, $25. 25 yeah, probably,
0: yeah, $25 $20. the KL is really,
1: <laughs> it's election year, yeah, and uh, the dollar is gonna be fluctuating a lot because depending on the candidate that's uh, gonna win, the dollar will change, yeah, but yeah. Those little things, like, eating at home. Not necessarily never going out, but limiting, not going out every weekend, not going out every day, because people make it, uh, The same kids, <laughs> I'm gonna be shitting on them, but the same kids that spend a lot of money on clothes, they tell me that every Friday they go to a sushi place, and they spend, like, 80 highs a person. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> we all have the ability to, to spend 80 highs eating a week, but the difference is, those 80 highs a week times 52, that's more or less, correct me if I'm wrong 400 ride, right? right? 4,000? 4,000, four yeah, I forgot something Fuck, maths is wrong <laughs> My maths not that good And then you may be doing this in sixth race So times 4, it's 16,000 yes. Just basically uh, the amount that you can spend traveling to Europe Yeah uh, Four people traveling Yeah Just give up my family this it's ridiculous and uh, they probably don't realize it's that much money and uh, for example 4,000 reais a, mo- a year you can add that uh, you can invest that about 5% return uh, based on SELIC which is the, the interest rate <laughs> uh, I don't want to calculate right now but uh, you could probably making in instead of spending 4,000 reais Let's say you you could be making four thousand four hundred highs, no four hundred highs, yeah. But adding it up, yeah. And then you don't realize that it's a lot of money. I think that those those kids, uh, I call them kids, which we also, if you think yeah, about yeah, it, we're yeah, also kids, kids yeah. Uh, sorry, we are kids, yeah. Uh, they don't realize how much they're spending because it's not coming from their own pockets. It's from the fathers, their mothers' pockets. Yeah. So. Because
0: cause the school is expensive, so yeah, the parents yeah. do have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: like inside the uh, public school in which uh, people from different broads, normally poor people, yeah, but we have a middle, upper middle, and rich people there, middle class, yeah. And uh, in Brazil, if you, did you know that uh, if you make more than uh, 20,000 reais per month, you're in the top 5% in Brazil, did you know that?
0: I didn't know that, but I... It's, uh, I mean... It's intuitive. He's yeah. Yeah. a poor country.
1: Not poor. Middle, middle class country. Yeah. You can see that. Brazil and US are different countries. Yeah, my dad has this thing that... Uh, for example, he says... Uh, it's basically what you mentioned, that... Uh, he has a salary, let's say it's X. He always makes 20% of that X go into, invest, into an investing account. So, he basically spends 80% of uh, what he earns on his daily... I think it's even more, depending on the months. Uh, but he always says that there's this limit on a credit card for my family, and it will always be this limit. Regardless if he earns more or less, it will always be this limit. If he learns a lot na- less, it will be less, you understand. Even though he makes more than what we spend, he always says we can't spend more than this. It's not because we don't have money; it's because in the future, if we, if there's this crisis, if something happens, he wants to have that
0: money saved. Yeah, and like if he loses his job or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has to be able to survive on what. And like, like, why would you spend more money? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, why? What are you gonna buy? Yeah. The new iPhone? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. There's this <laughs> another kid. <laughs> he
1: broke two iPhone Xs in a matter of six months. Yeah
0: know who you're talking about yeah you know
1: (laughs) it's ridiculous it's it's more or less ten times minimum wage in Brazil which is eight thousand reais right yeah in the iPhone X (laughs) I don't believe it but it's easy to what I've learned it's easy to spend money because this month for example I've spent a lot in these two weeks going out because first i uh, the first weekend of the month which basically was the 1st of august i went out and then last weekend and then this week and uh, i've accrued a, a basically like 200 250 highs spending which is way too much for me it's not my limit but i, I normally spend like 50 100 rise max so uh, i've realized that going out three times a week it's too much maybe uh, a month maybe two times and uh, because going out to the movies that's fifty highs, which is kind of expensive. Yeah. And then going out to eat, for example, yesterday sixty highs, which is kind of expensive. Because you can eat thirty highs at Bang de in school, which is like cafeteria, but which is still expensive. Yeah. And going uh, I don't know how to comp- to make the uh, calculate the cost because I don't buy my own groceries, but It's cheaper to eat at
0: home. Yeah, it's it's hard for us to talk about personal finance (laughs) because we don't (laughs) make an income and we depend on our 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 parents and they're the ones who are buying food for us. They're the one who they're the ones who are paying like um, our our home and home expenses and like water, um, electricity, internet. They're the ones paying it, so we don't know a lot about personal finance because we are not into that. I found
1: that that in a lot of videos that there's these uh, tips that they say ah save X amount of your income uh, invest in this sl- uh, stop spending on this and that and I say I don't spend on this and that my family does or already did that I can't save money because I don't make money so in, in other topics as well like be more productive like uh, manage to find time th- with your work uh, because some tips which uh they don't apply to me, and I think to you as well, because it's made for older people.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to get more photo and video gigs, because that's gonna help me a lot. Pay my dad with my dad. I mean, it, it's. I've always wanted to get some gigs, but it's not as easy as as it seems. Like once you get in the world of like actually uh, getting hired to do some freelance jobs, uh, then I I think you get hired like more. Um, more frequently once you start getting more gigs but like to start it yeah, off it, it's, started, it hard. Hard, yeah. it's hard it's hard because i mean you you gotta start with family and, yeah, and friends people. that's easier and then you start building a portfolio and and then, yeah and your family is only gonna only gonna hire you if you're good Also, yeah it's not gonna be just some family. oh yeah yeah they're gonna oh i'm gonna pay you and you're gonna get some photos but you suck at it like, it doesn't make sense like the reason why my family hired me sometimes uh it's because uh i'm showing my work on youtube and i'm showing oh i'm proving them what i'm capable of and i'm proving them by instagram as well because i post all my photos there and they're like oh i want to have you to uh, taking photos for me and yeah i worked for my dad's company for like uh, six months um, before moving to the us and i was working like full time for a month because i wasn't going to school or yeah because no yeah. <laughs> i was, I was uh, transitioning because yeah. i was gonna uh, yeah i was gonna move to the us and i was like oh that, it doesn't make sense and every every time i say that my my dad hired me i kind of feel bad but at the same time i know that he only hired me because he knew i i could uh provide him value uh with my knowledge in videos and photos, so, I mean, uh, what's the point of hiding it? The money that I made there was the money that I bought my laptop with. So my laptop is like... The product of your work. Yeah, yeah. I'm like so proud of having my laptop because it's, it's like the money that I made like with video and photo. Uh, yeah. It must be really nice, uh, I don't have, any, I don't have a work. I was actually thinking about what I could work
1: with but uh to be to be able to buy something with your own money it must be yeah really it's good. so great in exciting. our age because if you're 20 years old 18 years old it's normal to buy things with your own money yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're underage to buy things with your own money the money you made not you receive from your birthday this yeah. yeah it's different <laughs> yeah
0: it's different it feels different uh,
1: what was i gonna say yeah uh, I do, what you mentioned, uh, I, I'm not an expert, I don't know basically anything about it, but, uh, but what are my intuitive knowledge say, uh, indicates that the first jobs must be hard to get, but afterwards you can ask for uh, indications, like, is it the right word? Referrals. Referrals. referrals yeah. Ah, Uncle, aunt, grandma, uh, did you like my work? If someone asks, uh, refer me, and you get, uh, it's a networking effect. Basically, yeah. you get th- three persons and then those three persons each and they refer you to three more and then you get this huge web. Not necessarily every person is going to refer you to three persons. Not necessarily every refer is going to lead to a job, but it still helps. And once yeah. you start getting those things out, I'm not sure. I'm just giving my own opinion. Yeah,
0: you start building your portfolio and, and then more you, people can hire you can charge more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's how you, you get big. That's how you get professional. <laughs> There's no secret to it. It's just... Going out there and making it. I mean if I hadn't started YouTube last year the 29th It's gonna be one year since I posted my first video on YouTube on Renato's app See <laughs> if I hadn't started my knowledge in video would be way like lower than it is right now At one point I was making like five videos a week for yeah, like two months. Yeah, it was. remember? Yeah it was and, and that helps a lot like I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna make five videos a week right now because i'm not into it anymore but like it does help because you're practicing every day and the mistakes you make you're gonna you're not gonna make them again the same thing with learning a language and yeah i mean just practice and just go for it that's that that's what that's what gets you there because you're learning Yeah, yeah you're building a portfolio for sure i got better at making videos not I got much better at making videos while doing YouTube than while working for my dad's company, for sure. Because on YouTube, I was making much more videos a week, more, much more videos a month. I was editing much more, I was recording much more.
1: Uh, you mentioned that uh, once you returned here, your schedule was off and you probably wouldn't, wouldn't be able to make as many videos as you were making before. How has that transition been with you? Because you said that back in the US you had uh, more time because school was it's a less it was a smaller workload. how was yeah. that balancing how is that balancing working out?
0: Um, I mean I just made a video uh, on Thursday and it's gonna be up on Monday uh, today is Saturday so like uh, I think I don't know I think if I manage my time, I can make some like, I can make one or two videos a week but it's gonna be different because it's gonna be always indoor because it's dangerous to yeah, walk, your walk camera. around the streets uh, with my camera and my lenses so I mean I'm gonna try, I'm, I'm still re-planning the content that I'm gonna make because I wanna talk about other stuff on my channel as well so like one thing that I wanna do and I still need to talk to you about it is I wanna get some like pieces, pieces from the podcast to put on my YouTube channel so then I can um, so then I can talk about it uh, to the camera, and then say, "Oh, on my last week's podcast, I talked to him about that." And you can expand on the topic. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Other and other then things. and it's also good because it's advertising my podcast, so more people <laughs> <We> <laughs> watch listen it. to it. Yeah. I'm gonna reply my content. I'm gonna talk about different thing as, things as well. I'm not gonna talk only about filmmaking and photography. I wanna talk more about life and habits and those things that we are talking here, but more briefly on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna start doing things like uh, Matt Diavella. I don't know if you, if you know that YouTuber. He has a podcast as well where he gets guests to talk about to talk to him about like. Creativity and productivity and a lot of things. Um, he calls himself a minimalist.
1: Ah, I, I think I've seen
0: his videos. He
1: has a video called a "A Minimalist Guide to Personal Finance." Doesn't he have one? Yeah, oh, he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah, he does. yeah. I yeah. Him.
0: So like, he get inserts from his podcast to put on his videos, and I'm. Uh, I always wanted to do something like that, and now I really found a way to do it because now we're in two here, and it's much. Uh, it makes much more sense to get an insert from, from a podcast which is a conversation and not just one a person talking yeah. to the camera. Yeah, and I want to do stuff like like him. Uh, obviously, my way, I'm not going to copy him. <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> plagiarism, yeah, but no. No, no, because I think there's a difference between. Just like straight-up copying and getting inspiration because the format is gonna be similar, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get inspiration from other things and A little bit of inspiration from him and then add those things up and make my own video What you create is not is never original. It's always an inspiration from something So if you combine different things that you like you're making your own Uh, Style, yeah, yeah. that's that's the key for me uh, for uh, for like uh, inspiration and copying and how I see those things. I mean, just it's not. I mean, it's not wrong to copy someone, but add something else because if you're just straight up copying, um, why is the person gonna watch you? Yeah, why not? Why don't they just watch the original? Yeah, but
1: uh, yeah, your content. Uh, it may be dangerous, but there's still some places you can go your camera. That's just a suggestion, you know, Paulista on Sundays. Yeah, on Sundays, yeah. The Ibirapuera Park, maybe going to a. Uh, it all depends on no, the places up, you're Ibirapuera going. Ibirapuera Park? You think it's dangerous? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: yeah, because <laughs> <it> <laughs> you have high value thing.
1: things. Yeah. Thinking about it. But uh, some places, if you don't go alone, maybe they bring some people along that dangerous uh, yeah I mean
0: it's it's possible but like uh, I prefer not taking the risk because you know if I lose my camera I don't know what I'm gonna do I, I don't even own it because yeah, I still <laughs> I still like all the money to my dad so I mean if I lose my camera I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna have to buy a cheaper one and I'm in Brazil which is way more expensive than yeah. in the US so like I prefer not doing it I mean Paulista is, is fine on Sundays like otherwise because Sunday's uh, Paulista is just an avenue here in Brazil uh, in Sao Paulo the city that we live in and on Sundays it's open to the public so people walk and cars are not allowed so there are a lot of people like exercising running and Yeah, like uh, impromptu shows, people like street
1: artists, a lot of that. But it's what I do. What I do think it's uh, interesting is because Paulista during the week it's basically one of the uh, uh, veins of the city. A lot of traffic goes through it. It was uh, it's very important avenue, one of the most important along with uh Faria Lima, Paulista, Berrini, Rebouças and uh, a lot of office buildings and uh, business related and in the weekend it's on Sunday, it's basically open to the public. It's it's a different it's a contrast. You have work You have work and uh, professionalism and then the on Sunday you have relaxed and leisure. It's different, yeah. Yeah. There's this uh it's Fiesp, I think, uh, It's basically an association of companies that uh, there's this building and always it has... The last time I went, they were giving out balloons about frogs. It's basically like a political message. Let's not swallow the frog. It's an expression. With taxes anymore. And they had the one with the duck, which was basically against corruption. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's that. There's a lot of political things. Maybe I'm not sure if you're interested that considering it's an election year, politics is really
0: important right now. Maybe discuss some of it. I'm not sure. On (laughs) on, on (laughs) YouTube? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, I I was more into politics um, some years ago, but like right now, I mean, I kind of uh, like it and and I'm kind of interested in politics, but at the same time, I don't know, I feel like sometimes it just doesn't make that much difference on your life. Sometimes I don't like discussing politics I mean, I don't know. I do think it makes a difference because,
1: uh, for example, the, the amount. Of, let's take a, uh, a personal example from you. The amount of gigs you have. If we weren't in a... we're no longer in a heavy recession, but we were one year, two years ago. Imagine we are in a, a growing economy, 2%, 2% GDP per year. People are receiving more. There's an increase in wages, and you get more gigs. It's a it's a clear example. Another case would be uh, inflation. If the uh, if inflation is controlled, you wouldn't spend as much. You know, the prices wouldn't rise. Regulations, businesses, yeah. for example, are the bit the the business my father works in, your father's your father's businesses your father's business. Less regulations, a growing economy means more work for both of them. So there's this thing not necessarily about politics, but uh, politics regarding economy. And I think it's important because... Yeah,
0: I I mean, I do think it's important. The point is, um, I don't know how we can change it um, that easily. I mean, if you have a public voice, yes, that helps. You can like show your opinion and to show why you think that way but otherwise it's just like why bother you know I mean yeah there's this feeling of
1: uh, powerless and uh, you you feel like you have no voice you can't change anything but uh, especially when you're underage and you can't vote but I do think that uh, discussing politics and uh, being in the know having a basic uh, intermediate knowledge about the topic it really changes yeah. you because when yeah, yeah yeah so
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think... What I mean is, I, I don't think we can change a lot from what is there. I don't think it changes a lot on, your, on our lives by... I don't know how, how to explain it, but I think when you have uh, a basic knowledge about uh, politics, I mean, it helps you on, on your life, on a way that you can... Your own decisions, they are easier. I don't think we can make a change. For
1: example, after this a uh, lot of corruption scandals in Brazil, there's this new uh, political consciousness and uh, new political parties. For example, Novo, it was created after it was created basically to be a non-corruptible party, and it has a presidential candidate João. With probably will win, I'm pretty sure, but yeah. it's still making difference. Uh, for example, Bolsonaro—he's in the rise because he presents himself as an outsider, although he has thirty years in politics, and he, pres- he presents himself as incorruptible because he hasn't been stated in any corruption cases and such. So this uh, this uh, feeling of anger against normal establishment politics, the old politics, the old guard, the old guard, the one that has been here for twenty, thirty years people are starting to be to feel that we should get new new candidates we should get more we should get a a country where politics is not as corrupt and more honest and that's why people are starting to look at people are starting to take into account corruption and uh, if a candidate is corrupt or not i do think that uh, it's hard to see the change day by day but if you consider 10 Five years, you can see that there is a change. After 2013, 2014, the country is going to a uh, different course. We had a populist, we had a left-leaning uh, party in charge for f- 30, 13 or 14 years. I don't recall correctly. And now we're going to probably have a center-right party in PSDB or PL, PSL, which is the party. I do think there's a difference, it's hard to see but small, uh, small changes do do take into account. I do believe that Brazil will not be plagued as much by corruption as it was in the past because people are trying to rec- recognize that we can no longer vote for pol- pra- uh, corrupt politicians. Yeah, that, that means. But I do understand wh- where you're coming from. That uh, you don't feel, di- you don't feel a difference, and you don't feel like you can change. I also felt that. But
0: uh... yeah, m- my point was more like focusing on politics is like focusing on something that you cannot really change. And I mean, you just said you can't change, and it's true. But like. You're always gonna be frustrated because you always wanna get it better, mm-hmm. and you're always people are like complaining about it and say, "Oh, the government sucks," and that's the part of it that I don't like. I, I finally uh, I could express my, my feelings like when you start complaining a lot about the uh, about politics, that's when it gets bad for you because you just complain you're not you're not changing anything and uh, like when people discuss politics they are mostly complaining about the government rather than like saying what they can do to improve that that's the part of it that uh, that, that I don't like and now now I've been able to express it i do understand that sometimes
1: complaining excessive complaining it's uh, productive but uh, if we do not complain we we'll don't have Yeah no change. sure
0: sure sure but i mean it, it's much better to to talk to talk about things that can be improved rather than talking about things that are bad but I, I to, you, to how how the way we can improve rather than the things that are bad I mean I don't know. yeah there's this thing that uh, it's common
1: for people to just complain but instead of complaining I do think that uh, complaining uh, complaining just for complaining sake you know huh? yeah yeah but complaining in order to begin to const- to build a constructive solution it's better than not complaining and otherwise we will have just a state of no change in which the things are bad okay we can't do anything about it but if you complain if we bring the topic up brazil needs a new course we can't keep the way we were going because we cannot depend on commodities anymore it's not sustainable we need to change something and the complaining just for complaining would like you said doesn't change anything but if you complain and after yeah, complaining you can see how can i change this how can i uh
0: make a difference and then you propose it to other people and yeah that that's what makes a difference and and that part is okay with me and and that's why i said knowledge about politics is important because most of the people who are just complaining for complaining's sake they don't they don't know a lot they're just like complaining Uh, this is bad but how is it bad and they
1: just can't answer to you Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so sometimes they can even answer why it's bad but sometimes they don't give a practical practical solution to the problem and that's what bothers me. That, that's the point I was trying to get. If you... it's basically feedback. If you,
1: if you criticize something and then... You, you, you say, ah, this is bad, perhaps you can do this. It's way better than just saying this is bad. Period.
0: It's been one hour and ten minutes. Damn. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's fucking fast. <laughs> so you wanna wrap it up? Yeah, and then we can make another one about something else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's it. I hope you enjoyed it and make sure to tune in next week for our next podcast. Yeah, that was the first one. (laughs) (laughs) We're listening to the Insert Creative Name podcast.
0: We named it like that because we couldn't have a better idea.